Welcome back here to On Deck on CSR with me, Charles Prodge Ritchie, and Reese the Ruler right now. As uh, we're getting ready to uh, wrap up uh, during the stretch. Uh, and we're getting ready to go into some NHL extra points right now. And uh, hold on, we're going to bring my uh, co-host back here just a second. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that, Reese. There we go. Here he is. So we're getting ready to wrap up with some NFL talk right now. Begin with Chicago Bears and wrap up for our playoff periscopes. But first, I want to get into uh, real quickly. Reese, did you happen to see the recent video by uh, First Take that was going viral within the last two, three days? Skip Bayless uh, sharing his criticism, uh, which he kind of hesitated on, but came on just a little bit too strong on Dak Prescott. Did you get a chance to watch that clip with him and Shan Sharp this past week? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it was inconsiderate of him, you know. Kind of hard to tell somebody how to grieve and how to deal with a certain situation. Football is football, but, you know, family definitely, you know, becomes a first, and I think Skip should understand that as well. Um, I, I really kind of see what he was trying to say, but I just think he really said it wrong. I think he was just trying to say that, we, you know, you understand that your brother's gone and, and all that, but, you know, you are a, a Rimmerfield quarterback, you know, kind of get your head in the game. But, you know, it's kind of a gray area on how you can tell someone how to grieve in that situation. So I don't think you have a have a say-so. But um, he definitely put his foot in his mouth. What do you think about it? I, you know what, I understand what Skip Bales was trying to say, uh, Listen, I don't think it was all that bad, but the problem is you got to realize, too, look at the times that we're in right now when we're looking at, like, protests, fight for social justice, Black Lives Matter. I mean, we're in the 21st century. This is not the 90s anymore where we could rip in the athletes for having a poor performance or making lame excuses. No, I think as a society, we have come to uh, be a little bit more sympathetic with things uh, happening outside as we're striving for change. I mean, you see a lot of people right now, I mean, just going back and forth right now, and it makes me sick to my stomach. Listen, you know what? I, I, I really don't care anymore about people who want to, like, throw up their Trump card and, like, say, like, well, you're disre people, disrespecting people who served, like, in the war or, like, uh, or people taking a knee or whatever. No, my thing is, listen, different strokes for different folks. It's a little bit more times to, like, uh, accept things. Uh, just move forward. I mean, of course, you, you want to like support one another, try and give himself some help. You also got to remember too, Dak Prescott. He also lost his mom about seven years ago too, do like uh, cancer as well. But his brother too, uh, he said he pretty much just took his own life, and this was like around I think the start of the pandemic right there. So I think which explains uh, Dak's unusual activity back in April, you may recall, during the scare of the pandemic when it first started off. I think this was like around Easter weekend. Him and his teammates, I think Ezekiel Elliott was there, a few teammates, friends, they were having like a party right there. And I remember a lot of people were like thinking like, why are you doing this right now? Trying to get a contract. But I understand it too. And the problem is, I think where Skip Bayless is saying that, you look at Jerry Jones, the ultimate X factor, unfortunately. And I like Jerry Jones as like a football executive, but it, there's just times though where he could just be like, uh, just, just, just 
awkward at times, just not like really connecting. I mean, it's just like he just—he's just—he's stubborn guy right there. And you know what? I mean, him and Dak have never really truly warmed up to each other, but still, I mean, I—that's I, where I see Skip Bayless going a little bit hard on, a little bit cautious with the win, because you're playing for a team that's always in the spotlight. But I again, I understand that people are going for some healing times right now and trying to get some things changed. That's mental health. People always say mental health is real. So when someone is dealing with something like that, you got to know that that's messing with up with what they meant to. That's why I say that Skip Bayless was wrong for that. Like, I understand, like, he should have kind of been more sympathetic and understand that, uh, I understand that you are, you know, you know, grieving or anything, but the Cowboys need you. So uh, we need you to, you know, come and give us the Dak Prescott that we need. And, and, and go out there and, and take those feelings, uh, feelings for your brother and leave him out on the field. You see how I said that? It's a little bit more simple, you know, sympathetic than the way that he put it. You know, you need to be ready to play and all this, but <clears throat> I just think that it was, he said it wrong. Like, like I kind of understand what he meant, but he said it wrong. Yeah, no, he definitely said it wrong. I think his concern was like, did we have to go public with it? And like say it at this time and try to explain what happened. I think that's where he was more or less coming from from that point, from that perspective. Not saying to be open, but when you're doing it, I guess the timing of it, I guess where he's being caught up in it right now. And you see teams and people trying to move forward. I think that's where he's coming in from. But again, this is a not surprising track record of Skip Bayless. I mean, like always like uh choosing to like use like uh you know, like, to critique people. Remember, Skip Bayless, we understand his situation, how he grew up. I mean, definitely, like, a well-caliber expert, expertise, but he ain't afraid to, like, you know, like, use some, like, little name-calling on athletes who struggle in clutch moments. We've seen this a lot of times in his uh, career. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what he known for. Like, he always called LeBron James out a lot. Things like that, and uh, sometimes LeBron James delivers, sometimes they don't. So, but uh, Skip Bayless, I don't think he's a, I don't think that he's a racist or anything like a bad person or anything. I just think he misspoke, and I think if he could take it all over again, then he could actually see how he meant to say it. Yeah, I mean, the only problem is at the end of the day, he knew it was kind of wrong to like, I mean, if you're hesitant about like saying something. Why would you go out there and put it out there then, knowing that you're going to get criticized? So here I kind of knew he was going to expect like some sort of heat coming with that territory at the end of the day. So let's go ahead and like... Uh, That's how he really feel. Yeah. No, I I, 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 be I believe so. Trust me. I, I, I understand that. Uh check it out right now especially around the league right now we got the Chicago Bears opened up tomorrow their season will get started on the road in Detroit taking on the Lions right now where I heard uh, beginning of last week or the end of the previous week I think before the cut that Mitch Trubisky was going to be the starter for the Bears season uh, it didn't look like uh, playing simple that Nick Foles did enough to take the job away from Mitch during training camp of course, that's a little bit still skeptical to say when you have no preseason. I truly believe if there was a preseason going on right now that if we would have had at least one, maybe two games, 
and if they would have went through with it, you'd probably be looking at Nick Foles as your quarterback for this team. I don't know about you. Remember I told you all the things, you cannot make Nick Foles your starting quarterback because Nick Foles, I mean, because you drafted up for Trubisky, he's your number two pick. You have to treat him like that. Put some fire underneath him. Sure. But I felt like that we could have done something other with that money. We go out and draft Nick Foles. Everybody's always hyped out about Nick Foles, and we give him 20-plus million to sit on the bench. But when we could have got Cam Newton for $1 million, so it's like it's things like that that I question like what are you doing like you know so you should say you're trying to tell me that it's a better investment to get uh, Nick Foles for 20 plus mil a year than to get Cam Newton for one year for, for one million that right there I, I definitely don't understand but I told everybody like Trubisky should be the starting quarterback you know he has to be the starting quarterback or we blew a pick that's that's either that. So um, I see now well, what it is is we got a good black up, I guess. If anything goes wrong, of course, Nick Foles will come in. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, uh, going into tomorrow's matchup, the Bears will be having uh, four out of four of their starters uh, listed on the injury report, eight players uh, total altogether. Uh, got quite a few that are questionable to go tomorrow, which is including. Uh, third in his uh, third season with the Bears, Khalil Mack right now, who has a, a knee injury, he was limited in practice all week right now. He is questionable to go for tomorrow's uh, matchup, as well as uh, outside linebacker uh, Robert Quinn. You also have uh, starting running back Dave Montgomery. And then you also got on there, too, uh, Jermaine Effetti, uh right guard, dealing with a triceps. He's questionable despite being a full participant in this uh, game. The Lions, on the meanwhile, going into tomorrow's game, they have got about 10 players listed on this report right now. Remember the Bears last time they were in Detroit? It was on Thanksgiving right there. Trubisky had a uh, grinded-out whale of a game on Thanksgiving. But I got to tell you, for right now, for this first game, I wouldn't be surprised the Lions get an upset to start this off. Especially when you got... Matt Stafford returning. No, I actually got uh, I actually got the Bears winning this one. You know, they starting off. I don't think I, I, we were a good team two years ago. We just changed, and a lot of pieces had to change. And I think that we can come back and be the same team. Uh, Trubisky definitely needs to be our final quarterback. We have two guys, and we have to be, I believe in him, trust our process. But we cannot baby him. I believe that if we want to treat Trubisky like that. But then he got to come out there, and we got to allow him to throw the ball. Yeah, I. but the only problem is, too, I mean, the only thing that's a little shaky, I mean, they still need to get the run game corrected. You got to have a lot of people around that happening. Yeah, give him some legitimate protection right there. The offensive line could still show some signs of uh, shakiness right there. And I, I just, that's the only problem, though. I mean, Matt Nagy continues to prove he's uh, adamant about not running the ball. I mean, he seems to want to, like, uh, force it with the throwing. I I truly believe, I mean, if the Bears, you got to watch out, too. And not only that, one guy to, like, pay attention to in this game, you never know if he could be, make some key, like, third down conversions right there and keep the ball moving, the control, the control of time possession. Adrian Pearson right now, 
who was actually uh, cut last week by the Washington football team. He finds a home right now, his second team in the NFC North altogether, now with the Detroit Lions right there. A uh, guy who's still hanging around. Do you think at any point we could see this guy sneak up on the Bears in a crucial situation? Um, no, I don't think that. And not at all. I believe that. I don't know. Detroit is just not the team that always make it. Like, they always just the average 500 team. You know, they're, they're never really too good. Like, unless one of the blue moon. So I just I just believe that the Bears just going to come out there and shit. And we, I believe that, that we take them, I say 24-17 is the, is the score. 24-17. Um, I'm going to go with uh, tomorrow. I'm predicting uh, possibly a loss. I'm just uh, not feeling it right now. Listen, I, I just really believe right now, I mean, as one person made to me, I think one guy, uh, Paul Campos, who I still interact with, uh, he was even uh, saying that it kind of benefits Trubisky to not, be in the preseason, not have any preseason games because he'd be under a lot more spotlight. A lot more fans would probably be a lot more airing out frustration watching him. He'd probably be taking a lot more heat and probably do something with his confidence. So I'm going to go ahead, uh, give me the Detroit Lions in this one. I'm, I am going to go with uh, 21-17 in favor of the Lions, unfortunately. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look around the league right now as we uh, look at uh, real quickly, uh, who do you got in your playoff uh, periscope uh, for this year? Remember, it's going to be seven teams apiece in each conference uh, for this year. Uh, who do you got in the uh, NFC uh, division winners starting with? So, let me, let me get a look. So, in the divisions, I mean, I'm sorry, I need to look at it. In the I need to actually look at the division per se. So I'm gonna go with the North. What do we got in the North? In the North, I think the actual Green Green Bay Green Bay takes the North. I think so. I'm gonna start from the AFC. AFC East, I got uh, New England. New England takes that one. The NFC North. That's an issue one. To, to the Ravens. The AFC the the AFC South. Um, you know, the, the, I, w I will say Houston, Texas, but the way they play, uh, I'm going to actually go out on a limb and I'm going to say that this year, that this will be the Tennessee Titans uh, 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 division. And uh, with the AFC West, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. That's four. And my three wild card teams, I'm going to take, um, uh, I guess I'll take, i take, Give me Pittsburgh, the Houston, the Houston Texans, and maybe the the Las Vegas Raiders. I take them, and then in the NFC, I got the Cowboys for the East. I got the you know, Green Bay, unfortunately, for the North. I got New England edging out over Tampa by one game in the South, and I have the uh, in the West. I have the Seahawks. And my, no, I'm sorry. In the in the West, I have the 49ers, and my three teams that that will be in the wild card. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the the, the uh, Seahawks, Tampa, and the Bears. Okay, nice one. I like the pick where you got the Las Vegas Raiders right there. Then the Titans snagging the 
AFC uh, South. I can definitely see that happening, especially as the Texans trying to figure out uh, life moving on from DeAndre Hopkins right there. Uh, made a valiant uh, effort down the stretch, but they uh, let that game get away, I think, late in the third quarter in that game. Uh, the Chiefs just put the clamps on them. Uh, for the NFC, uh, I'm going to start with them. For the NFC North, go ahead and give me, I will say, give me the Vikings. I think the Vikings will probably like, uh, snag the division in an upset. NFC East, I'll go with the Cowboys. I expect this to be a bounce-back year. I think it's going to come down to the Cowboys and Eagles and the NFC East. I mean, Washington NFL football team going for their transition this year, just from changing the name, pathetic. But we'll see. Giants, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sold on just yet. Still got a long ways to go, especially with uh, Joe Judge, uh, rookie head coach right now, uh, who hardly had any coaching experience on any NFL level whatsoever. NFC South. Give give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're going to go ahead and pull that from the Saints. I just really like the fact that Brady's got a lot more. He's in a better spot, better weapons. Yes, he's 43 years old, but he still managed to throw for a little over 4,000 yards passing. And I really believe uh, they can make some stuff work right there. Uh, got a legitimate uh, tandem right there. Mike Evans, I know he's a little bit questionable to start off tomorrow. I think they open up against the Saints if I'm not uh, mistaking on uh, that game. So, yeah, they'll be starting off tomorrow. Saints Bucks tomorrow at 3.25 p.m. I want to say that's going to be nationally televised on Fox Sports. That's a good game to tune into right there. And then for the NFC West, uh, give me the 49ers once again. I'll give them the, the division. And then the three wild cards and uh, that one. Give me the Bears. Packers, and then the Saints, probably, I, I would say, or the Seahawks. Mm. No Seahawks, yeah, no Seahawks. Man. I mean, we'll, we'll see a lot can happen with there, but I, I just feel like right now, I mean, the Bears got something to prove. We'll see. I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt, and we'll, we'll find out. Uh, for the AFC, uh, I'm going to still go ahead and give me the Ravens for the AFC North. Feel like the Steelers. I mean, they can. I mean, it's gonna all be the on how well they protect Ben Rosberger, how well is he trying to finally get his stride, and how much he could like be patient uh, with the running game. I mean, you got guys playing a rookie uh, in their rookie year uh, contracts right now. I mean, trying to play for long term stability, which I doubt. And Juju Smith Schuster, James Conner got a good defense. No way they could do. The only thing is, I hope they're not. Uh, Having a carryover from the end of last season. We'll find out about that. Got very good potential. Uh, AFC East. Uh, go ahead and give me. I'll say. I'll, I'll get. I'll trust the Bills. I'll trust the Bills to win the AFC East. This will finally be their year. AFC South. Over New England? I think so. I mean, the New England Patriots got about eight players out for this, out for the season. You got three of them, which on starters, a pair of uh, linemen. And you got, like, one defense player, uh, Dante uh, Hightower. Uh, he's opting out due to COVID-19 for this season. They got the most players, like, out, opting out. A lot of their guys, like, f the five other players are bench guys. So you got to be a little bit concerned with death. But I do believe the New England Patriots has got enough to be a playoff team. Uh, for the AFC South, give me the... 
Give me the Colts. I think Phillip Rivers is going to do fine in his first year with the with the Colts. And he's going to be playing indoors, more or less, throughout the season. So he'll have a little bit more of a better advantage, too, be looked after. And then give me the Chiefs, of course, and the AFC West. Three wildcard teams. I'll definitely go with the Steelers. Also, give me out of the AFC East, give me the Patriots. And then uh, last but not least, for your final wildcard team in that uh, region, I will say give me the Texans. And uh, that's uh, my periscope uh, for this year. So what you got going on for game day, Reese, before we head on out here? I'm going to go ahead, man. I'm just going to barbecue a little bit. If it's slow down, I'm going to barbecue a little bit. Then I'm just going to watch me a couple of games, man. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for it. I got the, um, I got the, uh, the, what you call that? The uh, red zone. I got the uh, red zone, so I'm going to go ahead and just do the red zone. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, watching from a Sunday NFL ticket for this season. I'm going to be watching from home. I'm just uh, a little bit skeptic about like uh, going like a sports bar and, and watching my team that way, what I've been usually been doing. So I'm going to just be a little bit more uh, careful with that. I mean, my gym is an exception, but like during the year, I'm, I'm still interested to see how that's going to be like uh, spread out and like how much uh, max capacity people you could have. So that's all. I've already been kind of like pair the head on that uh, curb right there. But anyway, that's going to do it for this edition here of On Deck on CSR. Once again, you catch us every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. on ChicagoLandSportsRadio.com. Reese, once again, can you plug where they can follow you on social media? Follow me on Kimo on Facebook, Kimo Sabi. Middle name, Big Baller. That's my last name, Hobby. You can follow me on all other social medias at I Screw Out Not Our Bolt. That's I S C R 3 I N U T I B O L T E. All other social networks. Catch me Wednesday, y'all. Facebook Live. Follow me. Follow me, follow me, follow me. And tell them about your man of steel. And then you can also follow me again on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Proj Richie. For the Mass Steel Pockets, thank you very much. You could check you definitely check me out on Mondays and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll also be doing a Sunday uh, game preview coming up on uh, Sundays of the game, usually. So starting tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can follow the Mass Steel Podcast on Twitter at Mass Steel CGR, at Mass Steel Nation on Facebook and Instagram. So for Charles Proud Richie and Reese Ruler, as we always leave you, Closing out here on CSR. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. We gone. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Reese.